Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 7th of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. The hopes of the ex-Marine Matthew Heath of returning home have been dispelled. On Friday the 1st, human rights defender and lawyer Tamara Suhu reported that Heath will be transferred back to his cell after being discharged from the hospital. He had tried to commit suicide. Let us remember that on Monday the 27th, an American delegation arrived in Venezuela to bring back home detained Americans in the country. On Tuesday the 28th, the envoy for hostage affairs, Roger Carstens, and U.S. Ambassador to Venezuela, Jimmy Story, visited Heath at the Carlos Arvelo Military Hospital, where Heath talked about his detention and current situation. The visit did not meet its goals of bringing back the American prisoners. On Thursday, the 30th, the officials returned to the United States. Via Twitter, Suhu narrated the tortures Heath went through and recounts the cruelest of all, the box of dolls. It is a 60 by 60 by 2.75 meter high space where the prisoner has to either stand or crouch and cannot bend down or sit down. The place has no ventilation and no light. Also, while they are in the box, prisoners are deprived of water and food. Moving on, Venezuela continues to strengthen international relations. On Monday the 4th, representatives from Venezuela and the Philippines met to promote bilateral relations between both nations. The meeting took place at the headquarters of the Philippine Foreign Affairs Ministry, Venezuela's Vice Minister for Asia, the Middle East and Oceania, Capaya Rodriguez, expressed her country's interest in promoting energy and agricultural agreements as well as tourism cooperation between the two countries. The Philippines' Assistant Secretary of the Office of American Affairs, Jose Victor Chan Gonzaga, said the Philippines was in favor of Venezuela being part of the Treaty of Amity and Cooperation in Southeast Asia. He also said that the country wanted to establish relations with Venezuela and other Latin American countries. Also on Monday the 4th, Venezuela's Foreign Affairs Minister, Carlos Faria, met in Moscow with his counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, to strengthen bilateral cooperation. At the meeting, Faria reiterated Venezuela's support for Russia in the framework of, quote, its special operation, unquote, in Ukraine, and thanked the Russian government for its assistance during the years. For his part, Lavrov praised Maduro's presidency and his, quote, skillful and responsible policy, end quote, that led to, quote, the normalization, end quote, of the situation in Venezuela. Both governments agreed to join forces in the areas of energy, pharmaceuticals, industries, transportation, and technical military collaboration. Moreover, the collaboration agreement in space, which will allow Venezuela to place a station on the Russian global positioning system, GLONASS, is now in full force. Moving on, on Saturday the 2nd, Maduro urged the armed forces to be alert for the possible attack on the national electricity system and members of his government, while promoting some soldiers of the presidential honor guard to higher ranks in Caracas, Maduro accused the outgoing Colombian government of planning an attack on Venezuela. 
On the same day, the Minister of Electric Energy, Nestor Reverol, denounced that several areas of Caracas were left without electricity after a bullet hit a power transformer, causing an explosion in the Pan American substation. However, on Sunday the 3rd, the Colombian government denied the accusation. In a statement, the Colombian Foreign Ministry assured that, once again, quote, Maduro came up with smokescreens, end quote, in order to accuse the Colombian government of displaying violent actions against Venezuela. However, he ensured the accusations were groundless. In the past, Maduro had already accused President Duque of being behind alleged attacks against refineries and the electrical system in Venezuela. Speaking of Colombia's government, on Saturday the 2nd, President Ivan Duque reported that Maduro will not be invited to the inauguration ceremony of the president-elect Gustavo Petro, which will take place on the 7th of August. In a public conference, Duque stated, Quote, as long as I am the president of Colombia, Maduro will not enter Colombian territory. End quote. On Tuesday the 5th, in an interview with W Radio, Petro spoke about it and agreed with Duque's decision, considering it prudent since the current government of Colombia is in, cha is in charge of producing the investiture. Latin American and Caribbean countries continue to develop strategies for the massive migration of Venezuela's refugees and migrants. On Friday the 1st, in the city of Brasilia, Brazil, 13 countries signed the 8th Joint Declaration of the Quito Process. The document attests to the work on socioeconomic insertion, asylum, migratory regularization, medical supplies against COVID-19, gender equality, family reunification, and prevention of human trafficking, among others. On the same day, the United Nations Refugee Agency and the International Organization for Migration celebrated the signing. The first meeting of the Quito process was held in Ecuador in 2018 with the purpose of providing non-binding technical responses through mechanisms, coordinated efforts, and joint actions to regulate the flow of refugees and migrants from Venezuela. On Friday the 1st, officials of the National Telecommunications Commission, or CONATEL, shut down the Candela 92.9 FM station. This happened just days after the Office of UN's High Commissioner for Human Rights published a report on the violations to the right of freedom of expression in Venezuela. The journalist and member of the National Union of Press Workers, Pilar Guerra, explained that the Conatel troops arrived at the radio station headquarters without a search warrant and did not explain why they were there. It wasn't until 4 p.m. that two prosecutors from the public ministry appeared with the search warrant and confiscated the radio station's transmitter and console. Ten people were left unemployed after the station closed. Next up, on Tuesday the 5th, Chavista deputy Jesus Farias admitted that the Maduro regime had blocked web portals, closed television channels, and radio stations due to their content. In an interview with the Globovision channel, Farias said, quote, The fact that you have the power and capacity to communicate with the population does not give you the power to say whatever you want, end quote. 
He stated that the blockades and closures have been imposed because these media outlets have promoted coups. Consequently, the Maduro regime took measures in this regard. On Sunday the 3rd, Caracas streets were painted with rainbows to celebrate gay pride. Despite the rain, thousands of people marched under the slogan, United for Diversity, to demand recognition and respect for the rights of the LGBTQIA community. On Thursday the 30th, Conviasa Airlines announced that the beauty czar, Osmea Sousa, will be in charge of her cabin crew's new image. Sousa is considered the one responsible for the success of multiple Mrs. Venezuela and Miss Universe and Miss World competitions. In a Twitter post, which was later deleted, the state airline announced that the renowned beauty czar will be in charge of the renewal of clothing, style, and crew casting. After the news, the airline faced backlash on social media. Many internet users said that the airline should be focusing on improving its service, not its image. On Thursday the 30th, Trujillo Arana, an indigenous leader who fought against illegal gold mining, was murdered. The non-governmental organization SOS Orinoco shared the sad news through its Twitter account. Trujillo was the coordinator of the Uotuja Territorial Guardians of the Autana Municipality and the Amazonas State. Virgilio joins 32 indigenous leaders and environmentalists who have been assassinated by Colombian guerrillas and the Bolivarian National Armed Forces of Venezuela between 2013 and 2021. According to the reports from Observatory for the Defense of Life. And to close this edition, on 5th of July, Venezuela celebrated 211 years of independence and a civic military parade was held in Caracas to commemorate the date. Although Maduro didn't attend the event, he shared a few words on video. That's it for this week. Would you like us to include a section about the best places to visit in Venezuela during winter or during summer? Let us know at venezuela at rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.